podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 24th of February 2019. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hey John, how you doing? I'm not bad, how's yourself Andy? Oh yeah, going okay, another good week. We we were very good. And also, as always, we've got Gary Black um, running the, the laptop process for us. Playing Pokemon. Completely ignoring. <laughs> Completely ignoring, even when we're like, never mind. Um, just on the intro, just want to say thank you to uh, Jamie Stevens for getting in touch. I don't believe he's a new listener from Coventry, but he just he left me a wee message just to say he's really enjoying the podcast. And I instantly thought he meant the other one, but no, he went, no, I really like the betting one. So Superb. Welcome, Jamie. Uh, please, the fact you've engaged, let us know what you're betting on so we can all make money. So, Andy, you are on a roll. I'm on a roll, aren't I? Just now, yes. Nine out of ten, I do believe. Um, yes. In the bag. So I'm going to kick off with my banker because I'm absolutely gutted. So I had Porto versus Setteville in the, the Portuguese Premier League. And I took Porto at home and over 2.5 goals. The game finished 2-0. Setteville were down to 10 men after 55 minutes. And it was a constant bombardment of their goal. And you asked me if they were getting the second goal because you... Interestingly, what I'd done is I couldn't find that market in Bet365. So instead, I took Porto minus one, which came good. Wonderful. Yeah, because you, you text as soon as the red card happened, yep. asking if I thought a second goal was coming. And I was watching it on a, a feed on my phone and was like, there's definitely a goal coming, but there's more than two goals coming. Because the danger is, when a team goes down to 10 men, the, the team with 11 players goes, well, they're no attacking threat anymore. We'll take our foot off the gas and just play out a 1-0, which is exactly what happened in Dumfries with Dundee United v Queen of the South. Yeah, at the weekend when I was there, we were one, we went one nil up. They got a man sent off, and that just ended one nil with an hour of nothing. <laughs> That's most Scottish football in the lower leagues. So. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, your banker was. I had RB Leipzig away at Stuttgart, um, at odds of four to six, and they went they won three one. So I was pretty happy there. And nobody picked me up on this. No, but they weren't playing midweek. They were not. Not one person came in of our uh, twelve listeners. It came in. There's to, more than twelve, John. Don't be disingenuous. There's, there's actually a lot more than twelve. It's quite nice. Uh, nobody pulled me up on the fact that when I was looking at the Europa League fixtures, I mean, I'm blaming Red Bull for this, for buying up football teams. Yeah, because it's very difficult to at a quick glance to decipher which ones which. Yeah. So, uh, Celtic were actually in a group with both Red Bull teams, yeah. so RB Leipzig and RB Salzburg. And I've looked at Leipzig's fixtures and I've just looked at the Europa League record, naturally assuming that they were the team that went through and not the Austrian. The Austrian version, mob, yep. And was claiming that after Europa League they really struggle. But that obviously wouldn't have been a factor since they didn't have a Europa League game to deal with, Andy. I know. But it's it's an easy mistake to make. In fact, in our in our ACA group, I'm sure someone's taken an Arsenal Sarandi win before from Argentina. <laughs> Just like blindly clicking, how are Arsenal two to one? Brilliant! <laughs> it's some Argentinian game, so you know, getting getting teams confused, John. It can happen. But anyway, it was another banker win for me, um, and quite a comfortable one, three uh, one. Yeah, and then on to the values. I am absolutely buzzing. I think I've found my new team, and it's Azed Alkmaar. Yeah, they've been doing the business for you. Yeah, formerly of Shot Out of Glory, 
Uh, as at Altmar, that's the second time I've taken them, either on over an uh, over two point five and win or a minus a goal. They won three 0 home to Venlo. We had over two point five goals. You were getting even money for that, which is ridiculous because, as I said, they had won six 0 the previous home game, and Venlo had been beat five 0 on the previous away game. Yeah. So evens just seemed way too good for me, and, and I was right. Again. Yeah, superb value. Uh, my value bet was the only one of my picks to lose. And, you know, I feel a wee bit gutted at this one because I'd backed Rode away at Avranche and it looked brilliant. They were 1-0 up at half time, And then at the start of the second half, 46 minutes, they went and got a man sent off and eventually lost the game 2-1. Um, so, you know, there was extenuating circumstances there. I don't think it was a bad pick. I think the sending off really affected the game. Imagine you'd get that in. You would have been... I would have been 10 out of 10. That would have been... Yeah, superb. that was like that game for you was the snooker equivalent of going for a one four seven, but on the say the fourteenth red you have to take the pink. Yeah, and you know it's done. You go ah so close. I'll I'll still see the breakout and get a one four six. I used to be a century and hit that table. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in Brazil. They had uh, it was like a Chinese festival that was on. All right, at night, so it was just the history of China, but obviously frantically checking the football scores at the same time. But in Brazil is still one of the places where you get the e signal. Oh, okay. So I was literally relying on your, your feedback. Going, My feedback was the score. Oh, it's 2 1, it's done. Yeah, when they, when, when they went behind with the 10 men, it, it just wasn't coming in. Uh, my value was Heidenheim versus Hamburg. I took Heidenheim. The game was two each. They were winning 2 1 up until the 79th minute, I believe. Mm. I watched the first hour of the match. I watched it until they went 2 1 up. There was not much in the game. But that was, I think that's a good outsider pick. See if you've picked an outsider and it ends a draw and there's not been much in it. Yeah. You were definitely on the right side of that. Yeah, Hamburg were the better team. When they, when they went 2-1 down, they had a lot of chances to yeah. score. Because uh, I watched the highlights back. Because it was on, I think it was on BT Sport 3 or ESPN. BT Sport had it. One of the channels. I don't know. It's on the Sky package. But yeah, I really thought it was going to hold out. But nah. My outsider came good. It was in the Danish league on Friday evening. It was Aarhus against uh, Sonor Yiska, and Aarhus won that game 2 0 at odds of 2 to 1. I mean, if you're a new listener, Japanese football's back. Danish am, football's in full flow. I am so excited about G- the Japanese. German, German football's back. The Japanese J League being back this weekend. <laughs> it starts on Friday night. There's a host of games on Saturday morning at 5 a.m. Uh, we'll, we'll get to this later. I'm surprised you brought it up now, but yeah. Delighted. Yeah, so that was. Uh, that was okay. I got one out of three in there. You got two out of your three. Mm-hmm. But for those who are new listeners, we do a charity bet every single week where we put £10 of our own money and we stick it on our fourfold and anything we win goes to Beatson, um, a Kiltwalk charity from a, a listener of the show. And Andy? I do I do believe this is our fourth win? Third or fourth. It's the third... Uh, well, it's, I think it's the fourth win, but it's the third we've given to Beatson. I think yep. the previous one was to a uh, comedian. It was, had to take some time off to get surgery. Yep. But so, it's our fourth charity win of the season, which is pretty good for fourfolds. I mean, it's pretty good because a lot of uh, well-known radio stations like TalkSport, uh, Super Scoreboard, etc., they, well, they, well, they, they get given free bets. Even by... Sky have started doing this now. Have you oh, seen have that, that group betting thing? All oh, right, uh, okay. So Charlie Nicholas et al. get one pick each. Um, someone picked Villa last week I'm like what are you doing are you trying to lose this uh, but our fourfold game good um, I had Union Berlin away at Duisburg who won at even money 3-2 and Odense in the Danish Superliga uh, won at odds of 4-6 so two picks there um, I, took, value. I took the early in the A-League well I say early 
it wasn't early in Australia. It was like their normal kickoff times. I took Perth Glory home to Brisbane Roar and I took Norwich away to Bolton. I cannot remember the last time I've taken two picks in any coupon and they've both been 4 0 scuddens. Aye, absolutely brilliant. Like, they were both home and hosed. I was like, this has been perfect. Oh, it's super. I mean, they weren't, they didn't feature on my main coupon, which is infuriating. If, if any listeners are taking these, these charity picks, which I presume they will be, and you're taking them as singles, see if you back certain leagues on Bet365. They pay out after a team goes 2 0 up. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. So I had a bet on, I had a bet on Manchester United against Chelsea in the FA Cup. Just a single in Man U at odds of ten to three, and it was I'd got the money in my account before half time. That's actually, that's actually a beautiful bet. See for big games like that where they, I mean teams throw away two 0 leads all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. It seems and, bizarre and, that if, even you're two, that. if you're two 0 up as an away team and you concede a goal and you've still got a whole half to go, that lead is in serious jeopardy. But bet three six five have already paid you out. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, yeah, and last week we did a, a new section that we're going to keep going, which was just a, a special bet. You took was it Wolves versus Bristol City? Both teams to score first half. What was it you took? Yeah, that was the, that was what I took. Um, it was one 0 Wolves at halftime, so it didn't come in. There was a lot of chances in the game, though, but the first half wasn't. It but you know, this there. is an experiment for us. This new special. Yeah, we've thing. not. Well, this was all because of uh, listener Ralph, who loves both our podcasts, had said we should do something, and this was all from the Mitrovic booking. Yep. So I had said previously we would use it on live games, but there wasn't a lot to choose from because of the FA Cup. So I went to my old faithful, my old friend, uh, John McGinn, yellow card, and 58 minutes into the Aston Villa win. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it, it, it just, that's three times I've backed John McGinn to be booked and it's happened every time. I don't have a failed John McGinn yellow card record yet. That's superb. So I, I think, do you know what it is as well? The previous game was Leeds United, so I knew it was going to be a hard game for Aston Villa. West Brom's a Midlands derby for yeah. them. So I was looking at it going, yeah, this seems like the kind of game where he could get riled up. Yeah. Same as the Leeds game. So I'm going to look, I think, for the, the Birmingham. Next time they play Birmingham, that's a certainty. Get that stuck on. There's a few dirty teams in that league, like Middlesbrough. That's a certainty. See, I was thinking about this this market and a player to be booked. And where I've done okay on it before, it's not something I look at often, um, is Champions League and Europa League. When it gets tense... The keeper to be booked. Fucking about, time-wasting at the end. Well, the interesting one, which we should have looked into, because we've mentioned them before, is our good friend Sergio Ramos. This is twice now where he has been about to be suspended. And Real Madrid are 2-1 up away to Ajax. So the game's pretty much dead because they will turn them over at home. And it's really an easy game for him to miss. They go 2-1 up in the 88th minute, in the 89th minute. Sergio Ramos flies into a tackle. Just decides to get himself to booked, make, to get that suspension so he, he did, misses a nothing he did the, game. He did the same when they won, I think they won 3-0 in the league game in the early rounds last year. Yeah. And he grabbed a free kick off a midfielder. I think it was Modric and pushed him away and stood on the ball and wasted time until the ref booked him. Yep. And I'm going, I mean, there should be a rule in place to say, no, that's deliberate cheating. So you don't get a booking? Yeah, you go, no, we're not doing that. No, like, ref should know and go, nope, because that's cheating. That's hilarious. So talking about talking about that, and on similar lines, I was watching a game, uh, the Dortmund game, actually, where they drew 0-0 at the weekend. I don't know if you saw that uh, against bottom of the table. Was that Monday's game? Uh, Monday evening, yeah. Um, but essentially what happened was the crowd influenced that game in a way I've never seen a crowd influence a game of football before 
Is this against the, the TV TV rights? Nope. So Nuremberg, every time Dortmund got a corner, they were attacking the goal with the Nuremberg, fan, Nuremberg fans behind it. The Nuremberg fans pelted the pitch with tennis balls. Yeah, that, that's you. Do you know that you don't know the story behind this? No, it's a protest against live football. Okay, so you you would have seen if you go and look back, if you go look on Twitter, you see pictures. Well, in fact, we'll retweet them out. There's pictures of them, and they're all holding inflatable uh, middle fingers, right? When they know the ball is down their end, so because the TV cameras can see them. This is because this is Nuremberg's seventh Monday night football match. Ah, okay. And German football, unlike British football wants to hold its traditions and not have money in the, the game. Yep. They're quite happy. Which is strange considering they've got Red Bull Leipzig in the top one. Well, and if you... I know, a lot If of you go to Jet, they that. hate them. Yeah. They despise them. A lot of them don't even like Bayern Munich because of the money they've put in. Yeah. I've heard... I've been in Germany and they've called them Hol- FC Hollywood and I've, I couldn't understand. They're going, just money. It's just money. They're not a real team. And I go, oh, right. That's but new. interestingly, what happened was Dortmund got a corner three minutes into four minutes of first half stoppage time all these tennis balls came in the pitch and the ref just went alright we'll just have half time then <laughs> R- rather than deal with this and of course Dortmund are raging because the, the fans have basically decided that corner's not going to get taken <laughs> and they're and, and they're going to go in at nil-nil incredible yeah but that's what it was it was a protest against live football it was similar to Derby versus Nottingham Forest which is their biggest Derby of the season uh-huh. that is that is their old firm for people who don't watch English football and their game got moved to Monday night this season. Now, you're getting it two games a season because they've fluctuated between divisions over the last maybe 15 years. I know yeah. the majority have been the same one. And it was funny because you could hear them clearly singing eh, Fuck Off Sky Sports. But after about six seconds of the song, the volume went down and it turned it eh, canned atmosphere canned stadium though yeah, it's like that someone wa- played that, FIFA 98 that wasn't from that stadium because a forest fan had recorded their fans singing this and like put it in sync with the, the sky camera and it was not the noise coming from the stadium brilliant and you're going but that is this, I'd be the same see if they moved an old forum match to a Monday night where you, you were going no this is this is the start of my working week this isn't an old forum this isn't a derby because I'm going to work now, or I have to take two days off. Yeah, that, That's the scenario. I have to take Monday off to enjoy it, and Tuesday off but to recover. But they're not thinking about fans that actually go to games. They never do. Yeah, so they, that's because Because they go anyway. But, unlike our fans, who just we just keep turning up and don't do anything about it. They, it was, that was what it was. It was just constant protest. They're, they're doing it constantly in Germany. It's really good. Because they actually they do. They really don't want money. They don't care. Teams so in Nuremberg don't care, they just want to enjoy football on a Saturday afternoon with their friends. So when they're searching bags, you know, as you go into the ground, why, why do you have 40 tennis balls? Oh, I'm, I'm just, going, <laughs> just going down the club afterwards, mate. <laughs> but that, that's the thing, it's the FA Cup for me, I, it makes me sound old, but the FA Cup this year was the, the fourth round of the FA Cup when the Premier League teams enter. Uh-huh. There was only like I think it was 30, somebody's done, it was like 34% of the, the round was played at Saturday, 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's on and, TV now. And there was like 40% of the things were played outside of Saturday. I remember, <laughs> how old am I? I remember watching a, a match of day on a Saturday night with my grandpa, FA Cup, when the Premier and it was like, it was just a gluttony of goals. Yeah, because it's all the games. All the games three were at 3 o'clock. Saturday. And it was amazing. It was, I'm, I'm sure, who was the whole striker? I think it was... Do- 
Derby, something Derby. Scored five goals in one round. And I've not been able to ever forget his name. Well, first name maybe. But the guy, something Derby. Was it on Derby? I'll need to find that out. But he scored five goals and I've never forgot about it. Just from watching it. Now I couldn't honestly tell you because I can't set aside from Friday 7.45 to Monday 9 o'clock. Oh, it's constant. To watch yeah. all the FA Cup. I literally forget when the draw's been done. I go, oh, it's Monday night now because I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> to start of my week, football stops off. I'm a Rangers fan, so I'm not used to European football yet. <laughs> like, it's getting back in there, but... Scottish players abroad. I'll try and cheer myself up. We've already referenced one. David Bates broke his clean sheet record by conceding twice to hiding him. I think he knew I'd chosen them. And he was just trying to help to us help out. Help you out with it, yeah. But yeah, that um, that Belgian defender he plays alongside number four. I've said this before. Brutal. He is fucking terrible. On the second goal, I think Bates should have got out to him quicker. The guy hits a near post shot, edgy box, but he gets through the right back, the right mid, and the centre mid with no effort at all. But he's covering behind this guy all the time. It's mm. really painful to watch. The the other centre half normally plays alongside him is injured just now, but it's getting really frustrating because we've seen how tight that league is now. Oh, it's, it's they're bunching up at the so top. So they're still Teams top, but what is there like five points between top four or something yeah, like that? So Union Berlin are now second. They've gone ahead of Cologne. Right. Okay. Um, and you've still got Heidenheim up there, obviously with the point. They stopped Hammer getting any further ahead. So there's so many teams that can win the Bundesliga too. Yeah. So Liam Henderson of Verona. Zero minutes. They won two one. They're still six in the league. I'm pretty sure Liam is Henderson he, is he going to get any more game time? Yeah, I'm pretty end? sure that uh, Netflix are going to release a season two of Abducted in Plain Sight, and it is just going to be somebody picking up Liam Henderson in Verona. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to hear or see from him again. Semi's gone. Uh, Jack Harper. He was obviously suspended, so he's just coming back. Uh, Malaga won one nil away to Rio, and a name I can't say. It's not Viacano. But it's a, it's a name I can't say. It's a team I'm not familiar with. It's a team I'm not familiar with because I'm not used to stalking footballers in lower leagues abroad. You are, though. <laughs> now, now, he played 34 minutes off the bench. Um, couldn't find any highlights showing him. It was Adrian that scored the winner. They're up to second. So we've got David Bates first, Jack Harper second, and Liam Henderson missing. That's all we've got. But the team's in six. The team's in six, but they're looking really poor. So, if I was a betting man, which we both are, mm-hmm. I'd be concerned that Verona are going to be the ones that let us down. Absolutely. But we will be watching Jack Harper play at the Bernabeu next year, which will be fun, because Malaga are going up. David Bates will be playing against Ham- uh, Bayern Munich. Will he stay at Hamburg? Yeah, well, good point. That's like he's going to be playing for Bayern Munich, he I think. playing for Bayern Munich. Because yeah. they're stinking <laughs> defensively. <laughs> but they're going to ease back into that title race, and it's going to be a shambles, because Dortmund are slipping Dortmund are losing serious points. Yes, yeah. you know, getting beat by, uh, sorry, drawing nil nil with bottom of the table Nuremberg is not good, especially after dropping points at what Frankfurt and Hoffenheim, Hoffenheim when they were three nil up. Yeah. Hey, we're going to this week's picks. I'm going flying out of traps. I'm making this easy. I'm not risking it because I've lost two bankers in a row. Getting fancy. I'm going back to my roots. I'm accepting a 1-4th banker. PSG at home in Nimes. 
Uh, PSG have played 12 at home, won 12 at home, scored 42 goals, conceded four. Yes, I could go minus one. What what, what can you say to this? PSG are going to win that game. Yes, I could go minus one. Yes, I could go over 2.5 goals. But I'm not going to because you jumped down my throat when there's a banker that doesn't come in. So 1-4, PSG at home, a team that are 13th in the league. 1-4 is actually really good odds. Like, see if I could make peace with myself. I'd be saying that this is value. Yeah. Because it shouldn't stick, be... One, stick, it, stick a grand on and, and you win £250 guaranteed. Yeah, it shouldn't be 1-4. to four. No. So PSG at home and Nimes, it's guaranteed. Nimes are like the 13th best away team as well. So they're pretty straight down the middle. I've got a much less glamorous banker. Uh, I'm in Scotland League 2 and it's Annan against Albion Rovers. So Annan are 4th and 38 points. Albion Rovers, they've only got 7 points all season. <laughs> right, that, that's from 24 matches. They've conceded 56 goals. They are possibly the worst team in the United Kingdom. Right? They, they, they are awful. Oh no, that is, yeah. Right? Um, Annan are in good form. There's 10 points from their last 5 games. Uh, guess how many Albion Rovers have from the last 5 games? Zero? Yes, it's zero, right? Zero points from their last five games. If you extend the run back to, to 10, Rovers, they've only picked up two points from a possible 30, right? They're, they're just really bad. They're not getting any better. They've only got two points all season away from home. Annan will win this game and they'll win it comfortably and you'll get odds of three to five. Yeah. Three to five's huge. I, I, yeah, that would have been... I would have let you have a value for that because... Three to five? Yeah, why? Yeah, that's going to come in though. Surely. Oh, it's definitely going to come in. So there's two bankers that are the bankerest bankers of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to, like, it's PSG. You could go minus one. You can. Minus one's one to two, by the way. Uh, over 2.5 goals in PSG win is the same. It's, what, it's like 47, so it's a wee bit less. But you could, not... du- you could double those bankers if you wanted to get the odds above evens, and it'd be fine. That's a good point. Yeah, Albion Rovers one win this season. That's all it is. They're, one, they're, one, they're, one, four draws. they're horrendous. T- two points in the road. <laughs> like, Annan aren't terrible. I don't understand why they're only three to five. I have went to the Croatian League for my value pick. It is the second time Slavin Bilupo have appeared, but the previous time the game got called off. I remember it well. Yep, Slavin Bilupo versus Zeprezic. Home, you're getting even money. Uh, Slavin Bilupo have won three out of five from home. They've won 16 of the last 20 meetings between the two teams at home. 16? Of the last 20. Do you know off the top of your head what happened in the other four? Uh, three draws and a defeat. Right, so only one defeat out of 20. That's one defeat good. out of 20. They're very side-by-side in the league, but Slavin Bilupo just look they're in a wee bit better form. And what odds are you getting then? Uh, even money. Oh, that's superb. Yeah, it's, there's value. I just didn't want to just dip in. There was some ones in Scotland and England, but I just felt, nah. I seen this one and I went, I like that. That's the one for me. Yeah. I like the idea that it just, Slavin Bilupo sounds like a Croatian centre mid. It does. It sounds like, well, I was thinking a centre half, but yeah, it sounds like <laughs> one guy from like the 90s that you, yeah, absolutely, that you remember playing in France 98. I set up a goal for Davosuka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he done the running that Robert Prozanecki wouldn't do. <laughs> Uh, my value. I'm in. I'm in England, and it's League Two, uh, so I'm. I'm going low league again. Um, I'm taking top of the league, Lincoln. Uh, they've got 62 points from 32 games away at Morecambe, who are 21st in that league. So they're only three points ahead of the relegation. Andy, zone. why do you hate Morecambe so much? I don't hate them so much. Wait, it's just like the fourth time. Well, I took them to lose last week, and they lost. No, it was oh, pre- two weeks previous ago. week. Yeah, yeah. Barry. Barry is, I'm sure I checked my. 
my really detailed Excel spreadsheet, and this is the fourth time I think you've bet against Morecambe. I don't hate Morecambe. It's just <laughs> they're, it's great value betting against them, and I'm going to keep doing it until <laughs> until they stop losing. Um, so Lincoln have picked up more points away from home this season than anyone else in this league. Right. So they're up to 29 points in the road. Uh, Morecambe, they've only managed 15 points at home. Only Yeovil have a worse home record in the league than Morecambe. But they've they've buggered you twice before. Yeovil, I know. But <laughs> only them have a worse home record. They've only got 13 points at home. Lincoln won this 3-1 when the club's out early in the season at Lincoln. They should have more than enough to win again this weekend away at Morecambe. And you'll get just under evens. You'll get Lincoln at odds of 6-7. to seven. It was 0-0 at Morecambe last year, but yeah, the, the circumstances are very, very different. So I think you'll see on my notes I've wrote no no last time, but yes. Okay. <laughs> so we're agreed, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm in. the picks so far. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, my outsider my outsider's purely based on the odds. I understand how difficult this is. It's Party Fistle at home in Ross County. I'm taking Party Fistle at home. Party Fistle are thirteen to five. For the run of form they've been on and how much they've five, improved. Five wins in a row. Yeah. Now in all competition. I know two of them are cup. Uh, Ross County are in decent form themselves. Uh, two of the last five away games, they beat 4-0 off Queen of the South and lost 2-0 away to Morton. Oh, Ross County are not infallible. So they're beatable and they were 3-0 down in the previous one away to Ayr, yep. but they did have a tremendous comeback. I watched them, uh, was it Monday night? Monday night's game they were on or was it Friday? You, you watched them against Inverness in the cup. Oh my God. 2 all. Oh, they don't well get back in at the end, but they're beatable. They are beatable, and they now have a wee bit of a backlog of fixtures because they've played one less than everyone in the league, and they've got a cup replay coming up. And Party Fissel have just made another signing, Scott McDonald, who came on and scored within eight minutes of his debut. See, as a Dundee United fan, I saw Scott McDonald. You know, last season he was rubbish. Yeah, but maybe maybe things just didn't work out from it. Tandice. Yeah, some, re- some recently clubs. recently players have come to Dundee United with a reasonable pedigree and been rank rotten. And to be fair, that's probably because Dundee United under Stephen Thompson's chairmanship was rotten to the core yeah um, so we can maybe give him a pass for that and we'll see how he gets on at Thistle yeah I, I mean he's a, he's a goal scorer and I think the way Partick Thistle have built their team is they're quite they're going to create a lot of chances I just I just think 13-5 to 5 is ridiculous for the form they're in the confidence is breeding there I, like I said before I follow people that are Partick Thistle fans and they're all raving about the football they're saying it's like exactly what they've it's start, saying it's football they've not seen in years because even under Archibald, when it was good... I thought you were going to say John Lamb. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, even under Archibald, when it was really good, it was tight football. Yep. It was good, effective, built on clean sheets, nick the goal, win. Gary Caldwell for being a centre-half, it's very expansive. I, I, I was very aware. I remember watching a couple of games when he was Wigan manager, and it was the same. He, I suppose he, he was a football... Can you say football and centre-half with a straight face? But that is what he tried to do. That was why he always made mistakes, like in the Benfica game. It was because he did try and always play football. But his team represents that. It's really good. And the, I said this at the time, the signings he made, the signings he made in January were incredible. You said that in January, but maybe like a month or two before I was that, like, this is a joke you thought Gary him. Caldwell was the, the worst manager of all time. Yeah, I didn't think Gary Caldwell was going to get a tune out of Chris Elskin. <laughs> that, was, that was always going to be my deal. I like the pick. Uh, my outsider, I'm in Germany, and again, I'm in the lowest professional tier. I'm in the third league. This is Saturday at 1pm. It's Fortuna Cologne away at Carl Zeiss Jena. This is two poor teams. I'm making no bones about yeah. it. It's two bad teams playing against each other. However, I feel that Fortuna Cologne are the less poor, but they're also the much bigger odds. So you'll get them at 12-5. to 5. Um, 
Cologne have gained six points from the last five matches. Yena only gained four. But Yena have only scored once out of their last five games. They're yep. bad and they don't score goals. Um, interestingly, though, Cologne have picked up more points away from home than Yena have managed to get at home. So I feel the balance is slightly in Cologne's favour. It'll be the fourth time these teams have met in the third league. Um, so they've both been in the, the third division for the past two seasons. So this is this will be the fourth time they meet. The previous three, Cologne have won all of them. Right, okay. So that head-to-head record. The... And the fact you're getting them at 12-5, to I think I favour Cologne in this game. And the bigger odds means, yes, I'll have them as my outsider this week. Yeah, I mean, even if you want to chuck a couple of quid in there for the double outsider. Yeah, why not? It's, it's all right, and it's not... Not yeah. asking too much again, a wee decent return. Uh, on your charity bet, we've explained it at the start of the podcast. If for some reason you've skipped to this point because you can't be asked listening to us to our own horns at the start. Charity bets, 10 quid our own money. We put it on a fourfold. Any profits, go to Beats and Charity. So I have went to Poland, the top division. It's Lekker Dansk versus Wiesla Krakow. Home team, 8-13. to 13. It's First versus ninth. Uh, Lekia have won four of the last five at home. Krakow have lost three of the last five away. It seems pretty certain to me. Uh, Lekia are miles ahead of them. Just in points as well. I know first time's a lot, but sometimes you can see these European leagues where they're very tight. Everything's bunched up. Yeah, yeah they are they them. are rock mid table. They are moving nowhere. And my other pick is Paul Lasse versus CFR Cloge. And it's away, close to win, seven to ten. It's first feet eighth, best away record, thirteen or fifteen wins. Uh Paul Lasse are not good. They've won, I think, three of the ten home games this season. Okay. So that's not great by anyone's standard. Well, maybe Albion Rovers' standard. Yeah, 8-13 to 13 and 7-10 to 10 seem good odds. I, I didn't want to just give British matches. People people kind of know the markets yeah. that we're playing with in Britain, and we do try and give something. So I don't, I don't have any British games in my charity picks either. Uh, I'm going to pick the one that happens later first. So, Esberg versus Holbro in the Danish Super League is Sunday at 11am. This could easily have been my value pick. They're eleven to eight, so that's quite big odds, I know, for for the charity bet. But Esberg are third place in the league. Hobro are bottom. <laughs> um, Esberg hot off the back of a two-one win against Bronby, which catapulted them up over them into third place. They're playing some decent stuff, but Hobro are dead last. And although they perform much better at home than away from home, Esberg just they should be just far too strong for them. And I think eleven to eight is a really good price. Hence why I'm including them in the charity pick. I bow to your better knowledge of the Danish market. Now, this <laughs> this is brilliant. I've been I'm so excited about this. It's like Christmas coming again. The Japanese J League is back. There is a game on Friday evening, but most of the fixtures happen early Saturday morning UK time. It's Saturday at six a.m. The Kashina Antlers place. Uh, they play Oita, and Oita have just been promoted. Kashima finished third in the J League. Uh, last year, but more more than that, more than finishing third, they won the Asia Champions League last year. Yes. So Kashima are good, right? You'll probably get them. I think they're second favourite to win the entire J League this year. They'll be behind Kasa- uh, Kawasaki Frontale. So Kashima, you'll probably get it four or five to one to win the J League, and I quite like that as a bet by itself. 
but in this game, them at home to newly promoted Oita. Uh, last season, Kashima were really solid at home. They get 32 points from their 17 games. Um, they won the Asia Champions League, as I said. Oita game promotion. This is their first time back in the top flight after a five-year absence, um, kicking about in the second division. Kashima will just be far too strong for them. Current Asia, League, um, Asia Champions League winners. I don't know what odds you're going to get yet because we record this podcast on a Tuesday night and the odds aren't up on any of the bookmakers' sites. But wherever they are, we'll get Kashima Antlers a home win. And I have enough to add, like I said, because it's the start of the season, I think any form's irrelevant, but it makes sense if they are newly promoted. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a team that are going to be up there at the end against a team that are going to be right down at the bottom doing their best to avoid relegation. Well, that's, that's us on that. Um, so, special bet. I'm going to go for the Premier League 5.30. Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Crystal Palace right back, providing the plays. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. He's been booked in his last three Premier League matches. He's not played the two FA Cup games either side of that. So I'm assuming he is the first team right back now. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking the speed at which Leicester play. Madison, Gray. Uh, Madison, Gray, Vardy. Running at people. At people. Mm-hmm. I think they could, he could get caught. He's still young. He's only 20 years old. I think that's probably explaining the bookings now. And I do think as a footballer, if something starts becoming a habit, it it sticks. And not only that, but your reputation sticks as well. If you're a guy that gets booked, referees know you're a guy that yes, gets booked. Yes, they're very weird. So I think that's just a good bet. Like I said, I'd try and pick a match that was on TV so if folk were watching it would give a little bit of interest if he stuck a fiver on a booking. He's 5-1 to one to be carded. I like it. Which is nice. So if he's starting and you've won money on our previous picks, have a wee look. And even what Skybet doing, I know the other ones do, where your odds are request a bet. Have we look for some combined stuff? Because that's a good shout for both teams to score that game as well. Okay, so Bet365 have their build-a-bet function. Yes. So you can have like both teams to score, a player to get booked, and a player to score a goal. So you could have like both teams to score, Vardy to score, and Bosaka. Uh, Wan-Bissaka, sorry to get yellow card. You can build that as well. You can tweet Skybet and ask them for it. So, Andy, what what have you went with for this Some, special bet? For the special bet, looking through the televised games, if you've got BT Sport, BT Sport 3, Saturday at noon, you will get the absolute spectacle of the Bundesliga 2 FC Cologne versus Sandhausen. Right. Um, and as we, as we talked about earlier, the teams are really bunching up at the top of that. So, Cologne, Hamburg... Heidenheim and Union Berlin. Yep. And they've all got to do something. And I reckon Cologne will see this uh, home game against a much worse Sandhausen team as an opportunity to sort of stamp some authority when the other teams have very difficult games this weekend. Um, Saying that, I think a good bet will be Simon Terod, who's their main striker, to score first or potentially to get a brace. Right, okay. Yeah. So if if you fancy a wee bet on any time scorer, he scored twenty three goals in twenty games. Right. This this guy is averaging more than a goal a game. <laughs> All right. Okay. Right. That that's almost unheard of. Come on. That's good. Uh, so get him down. To, I would say to I, I fancy Cologne to win this game, and I fancy him to score a few goals. So I might have him to score two or more goals. The odds aren't out yet, um, because it's the German second division. But you will get. Uh, the player odds nearer the time. So have a wee look at him. Yes, two plus goals. Stuff like that normally appears for those leagues a couple of hours before the game. Yeah. See, alternatively, I use Skybet. You use Bet365. Usually Bet365 for football. These guys are very good on Twitter, right? I know it sounds like a problem, but you can tweet them and ask them to add the market. 
Absolutely. Like you can ask them to look into offering you a first goal scorer if it's not there. Yeah. And they will come back and at least let you know if it's going to happen or not. Oh, this game's televised on BT Sport 3. Oh, they, so they, they, it'll be definitely, they will definitely have markets on this and you'll get the full list of Excellent. markets. It's just five days before the game, they don't have it. I know. I'm, I'm just buzzing for the next Aston Villa live game where I can call out John McGinn. I'm, I'm, I'm just buzzing for the J League. There's, <laughs> that, there's nothing better. Is that on any channel? No. Oh, you can sometimes watch the games on Bet365. Oh, of course, but then you you can stream the game. Oh, yeah. but you know it's usually about a minute and a half yeah. behind, and you get a goal alert. alert. And then yeah, but <laughs> the J League's back. There's nothing better than waking up on a Saturday morning. Say you know you've been out for drinks on Friday night, and you wake up at ten a.m. or something like that, and you've got J League scores to check. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> so that's the podcast for this week. You can get me at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six. You can get me at ASV Sports, or you can get us both. At Trample Bet. Um, Gary, have you getting tad? Nada. Fair enough. Right, see you next week. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.